I knew that Invictus wasn't about being the best. It's not about that. It's about, as they say, it's about the recovery and who deserves it. Yeah. And I always said, like, I'd happily not take a place if someone like Kieran could have my spot because I could see the benefit of what he got from it. You know, so there was always, I'd always look at someone else and say, well, I think they deserve it more than me because I know my life can feel crap at sometimes, but at the moment it seems like the way they are, they're probably a lot worse. So I feel like they deserve it more than me. So I was always super supportive and helping each other. And I was the team, that was it. I was team, look after each other, always, you know, always there for each other. And that was the reason I got it. That's the reason I got selected because I was supportive. That was it. Nice. I was there for each other. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, and uh, yeah, I went to Toronto. It's phenomenal. Yeah, um, how was it for you? Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It was like being cheered and as if you were a celebrity and it's police escorts and screaming and it's strange, very strange. <laughs> uh, you know, doing the one show and doing the filming for that and I remember it. I just got my bow, so it was, I'd literally received my bow that day. You know, saved up some money and bought it, not even been able to practice it or anything. And then I had to take it to the one show and to shoot. And the opening scenes was a big target and it said, uh, the one show, I'm Evictus. And then there was two balloons and they had to shoot both of them. And it was daytime. When that was filmed, it was pre-recorded. So I could practice all day long which was fantastic. Uh, and I just, I did it and I shot it first time and I, and I hit and I was like, oh, that's over the moon. That's brilliant. Well done. Um, and I did, you know, I'm Invictus. And I was like, okay, right. How's the next bit going to work? Uh, so it's daylight when I did that. And I said, right, we're going to the studio. We're going to do all the talking. We're going to do all the little bits. This is all live. And then at that, at the end, you're going to close the show. You're going to go outside and you're going to shoot uh, various different things. So they're going to choose what they take away, the celebrities, okay. uh, what they take away with them if they were going to, when they travel to Invictus. And I didn't know that, like now, we have these lights shining on you. Okay. Uh, so. I walked out of the studio outside and the lights were shining as bright as anything next to your face all over. And I said, I can't see the target. I can't see the target. And this target. is live. This is live. <laughs> I was going, I can't see the target. And Matt, Matt Baker was just going, you can't see the target. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we've buggered up here. And he says, just like whispering, just, do your best, mate. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. Everyone everyone knows I'm on this show. It's been publicised. Everyone, all my friends, all the Invictus team, everything. And I thought, I brand new bow as well. 
I'm, I'm screwed. I'm absolutely screwed. And so, yeah, they they all said, right, what do you want? I want a teddy. So now I've got here a little teddy on a target, like a, a picture of a teddy, sorry. Hit the first one. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sort of just guessing it here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next one, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I missed. I missed not far off, but I missed. And because it was aiming off to the right and the bottom and as that so i was now having to look over to the right hand side and there was and this is when matt baker was saying like turn it off turn it off but they couldn't because they wouldn't have been able to see me properly uh so yeah i missed it and then the third one was they overran and they said oh we're gonna put the third one on social media but can you do it? And I hit it. Okay. So I hit the third one. That was on social media. And they said, well done and all this sort of stuff. Um, but all I got was, you missed. That's it. <laughs> Not, well done, you, you were on the one show, you hit the two balloons, you hit the target, or you hit the third one, you missed. That was it. Just everyone. Oh, you missed. What, well, the team members? Yeah. Uh, team, friends, everyone, family, really? everyone. You missed. Um, that's it. And I was like, I literally couldn't see. I couldn't see. You don't understand the likes. And they're like, you missed. <laughs> and excuses. I was like, I, I, genuinely, it was horrendous. And so, yeah. Um, but the day, I didn't really care. Didn't care. Yeah. I had the best day ever. I've still got the video. I've saved it. I couldn't care what anyone says. Yeah, yeah. I got to do it. No one else, yeah. you know. I, out of all the Invictus games, no one else has got to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. You yeah. know, for me, it was absolutely fantastic. Well, was uh, it? This was prior to going. Yeah, wasn't it? Pri- yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, I think we were leaving like a week later. A week later. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't. You know. And then you flew out there, and 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 how was that experience? Uh, you mentioned it was great, and you felt like. Uh, yeah royalty maybe you yeah that way because <laughs> so, uh so flying to toronto because of my back um it didn't help the situation it was like uh eight eight hour flight i'm guessing this is the first flight since the injury yeah, right yeah so flying there i i having to get up all the time and walking around i was in a lot of pain and I, on the other side, I said, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm really, really struggling now. and I, I can't. So I had acupuncture. I had um, physio treatment. They were rubbing me down like two, three times a day, daily. Um, and I was doing everything that was keeping myself so mobile. You know, I was stretching all the time. Every opportunity I was stretching, I was putting heat packs on me. And I was getting, my pain levels were getting more and more and more. And then we come to, I was doing discus. Uh, okay. So you, um, you, so just before you carry on, so you were, you were going to do discus? Discus, shot put, shot put and archery. And archery. Okay. Yeah. So you were going to do discus. Yeah, I was going to do discus. I was practicing. Yeah. And obviously you have to rotate. And so I rotated uh, and my back just went into spasm. Oh, no. And I... I just upright, you know, rigid as anything, just collapsed on the floor, screaming. And I mean screaming in pain, uh, in absolute agony. And 
the ambulance crew, you know, uh, it's, I think they're the five fire crews over there in Canada. Yeah, the fire crew are the ambulance crew, how they work it, I'm not too sure, EMTs or something like that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they come and got us immediately. Um, they took us back to the, the hotel, the Invictus Hotel, the Sheraton, uh, and there's a specialist doctors and teams and physios and everything there. Um, and I had the coach from the tennis, um, uh, Invictus tennis coach, the Brit team GB. He was with us. He stayed with us the whole time. He's in a wheelchair. And so, yeah, led on this bed. And he says, well, I need to assess you. I need to rotate you over and check you back and have a feel where the pain is and stuff like that. I need to lift your legs up. And when he lifted my legs up, um, I screamed in pain. And then I didn't know, but he's like, do you know you're weeing yourself? Uh, and so I knew there was something wrong. Um, and it was just because of the nerves. The nerves were so inflamed and and sort of being pinched and stuff like that um so yeah i just started crying i just you know i ruined everything that's all i saw in my head Mm. um my wife's not here my wife's off doing what invictus are doing they're they're taking the families off you know doing that thing they can't get in contact with her um, I'm having to be taken to the hospital now because of how they they were panicking, they were worried. So I went to hospital. I got assessed there. Uh, I, it's, the system's different to the NHS. It's all private. And this this surgeon come in after these X-rays and scans and went, right, we can operate now, and we can drill these little grommets in so we can widen up the gaps between your vertebrae to allow the nerves to have place. I'm on my own. Nobody's with me. No Invictus team. No Invictus doctor. Not my wife. Nothing. Just me. What do you say to him? Um, And so I didn't, I said, can, can, can someone ring this number, please? Uh, so, yeah, that's when the Invictus doctor come over and he says, I don't think you should have this operation because you'll be stuck in Canada on your own for a long time, you know? Uh, so I didn't. I didn't have it, didn't have an operation and didn't have anything. And this, I'm still serving as well. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. We'll, we'll, when you get back to the UK, we'll, we'll look at it. We'll, we'll bring you back into Headley and we'll look at it. Um, I said, okay. I agreed. Everything they said, I said, that's fine. I'll do it. Um, and uh, so put in a wheelchair because uh, I couldn't walk. Um, and then in Canada, their medication's different. So even our UK doctor was like, have you got paracetamol? Paracetamol doesn't exist. Uh, so he had to Google what the compounds of paracetamol was. And then they had to Google the compounds. And the closest thing to them was Tyranol. Mm. And Tyranol plus is with like caffeine and codeine and something like that. So these are over-counter stuff. 
which we would normally code in, we'd have to go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's quite strange as yeah. well. And all they did was OxyContin. Over here, they would not dream of giving Oxy in the UK. Um, in Canada and America, this is why the biggest drug epidemics ever is because of Oxy. And our doctor was like, um, have you got anything else? <laughs> like this, you can't just give him Oxy. And he went, no, no, 50 milligram Oxy will be fine. No, no. And so he says, I don't care who you are. You're you're a British doctor. You're nothing to do with this. This is my patient. I'm the doctor. And I said, I don't know what to do. I'm in a lot of pain and I need something now. And so, yeah, I had oxy. Uh, and so because of that, I when I come back to UK, I was stuck on oxy for a long time, okay. trying to get weaned off oxy. Took a good few months. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of itching in the nose. Is there? Yeah, a lot of like rubbing going. What the hell's I'm I'm twitching. <laughs> There's something going on there. Yeah. Uh and you saw me like even though I wasn't having a surgery and I said, right, that day the shooting, the the archery competition starting. And I said, Well, I'm not staying here, if not doing any surgery, I'm not staying here. I said, I've got my t- tablets, I've got a wheelchair, Can I'll go to the thingy. And the the invectors were like, well, I don't know what to say. I said, just get me there and I'll do what I need to do. So I went and I shot. Um, you know, the, the people were still behind me just in case. Yeah. But... I st- I stood up out of the wheelchair, I, I shot, and I shot really good. Um, I got right on the first round. I got rid of all the all the the people that were not successful or you know didn't get score very well. Uh, and then I went through to the heads heads. Uh, and I remember, um, I, it was it, was it a Romanian lad? I shot against him. You know. A, 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 I beat him three points. Then I went against this big American guy. Uh, and he, he um, being American, like, yeah, yeah we're going to do this. I'm going to smash you. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, carry on. I'm going to beat you with my mouth. <laughs> uh, and I did. I absolutely, you know, annihilate him points-wise. So I was over the moon. And then I got through to the next bit, which was like the fourth, fifth place or something like that. Yeah. No, the fourth, yeah, fourth, fifth place. And it was against one of our team. And you think, I come out of hospital, we've been shooting all day. I couldn't stand up anymore. Mm. I was in tears. Uh, so the, the, I, st- I carried on shooting, but I had to stop at some point. And I had to go into the, the back. Even the doctor that should have been at another st- sport stayed with me that day because he knew that... I wasn't in a good. I wasn't in a good place. Uh, the physio stayed with me. They put me in a chair. I've even got a picture actually, where they've strapped my legs together because I couldn't rotate properly, um, and they were manipulating me. They were acupuncturing me. They were doing everything. You know, they were really properly trying to help. Just to help you shoot, yeah. Yeah, um, but I finished fourth, and That's like good. I'm, 
I'm over the moon. I didn't. Yeah. 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 I, w- I wish. I wish. I wish. I c- it could have been differently. More with my back. Um, the whole games would have been differently. So that's why I sort of, I resented everything. So I wanted to, that's why I signed up for 2018 for Sydney. But I had to have surgery. Um, more surgery. And I mean, mate, fourth place yeah. in Toronto yeah, yeah. is insanely good considering oh, yeah. you just come out of hospital, your, your back's knackered. Well, that's insanely awesome. Out of everyone in the novice category, the only person that shot my mouth. So, and you're the only yeah. one with so, your mouth as well. I didn't. I didn't care about anything else. I, I, one, I, I, I shot. I didn't care. I shot. I got to shoot. I didn't. Yeah. Didn't care about anything else. And the, the best thing was was all the American team were complaining. They didn't read the rules and regulations. They all brought their own bows, didn't they? And so we got given these old crappy recurves. <laughs> and I was like, I've not shot with anything other than an old crappy recurve from Help for Heroes anyway. Yeah. So this is yeah. perfect. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh so yeah, I was I was over the moon. Yeah, you um, did you did really, really good. And it gave me an opportunity, you know, that's why I sort of wanted to push for Sydney. And I got I did get I got selected uh, as a reserve place. Okay. Um, yeah. I told them I had to have surgery anyway, uh, so I selected reserve, and then I withdrew. Okay. Um, like straight away because I was given my surgery date, and it was August, and I think they were flying in September, so I knew I was never ever going to make it anyway. Mm. And then the one after that, I was still in a wheelchair. So there's no way I could have made any training sessions or anything. So I didn't even bother uh, attempting to, you know, apply for it or even make any training or anything. So literally after Toronto, I did a couple of sessions for Sydney. I haven't done any training um, training sessions whatsoever because I've had so much surgery. Mm. Um, you know, the whole half of 2018 was completely wiped out. Half of 2019 was completely wiped out um, through operations. Um, and then at the end of 2019, I was having to rush to sort my life out to buy a house. The baby's on the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I haven't sport-wise for the last two years, I haven't, I haven't thought of anything. Mm. And now we're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish, I wish that... Uh, I do cycle. I do, you know, I'll go out cycling. I've done lots of walking. Like I live three, four hundred meters away from lakes, so it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, where we the location we are now. So, yeah, I can get my bike and cycle, um, which is fantastic. But other than that, there's no skiing, no archery. Um, but I'm, there's not say in the future I've stopped. I will. I'll, I'll keep on going. Yeah. Um, so the future will be more practicing and more. Yeah, yeah, more definitely. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna. Uh, I think. Yeah, the archery is just fun. I want. I, you know, I want to be able to do it. So, and my kids do it with me. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. cool sport. I don't yeah. care what people say. I think. Like, how is it not cool? Yes. Yeah. One of the oldest. You know, uh, oldest sports going shooting hunting is through archery. 
Um, I know we're not legally allowed to hunt, and I'm not saying I am hunting. I'm just saying it's a really cool yeah, sport. It is. Uh, so, yeah, I I think I'll always do archery. Uh, skiing, it's an ex- expensive sport. <laughs> it's Jesus. Uh, so that's on the back burner for the time being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Babies initially, as soon as he's old enough, my mission is to take him skiing. Yeah. Nice, you know. Nice. Maybe when he's four or so. Uh, <laughs> but at the moment, it's definitely not. Nice. I nice. think all the slopes are closed anyway because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, so quite possibly, quite yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, mate, that's that's awesome. You've, you've shared an awful lot there. Um, I suppose in this area of the podcast, uh, just giving you the opportunity to maybe give advice for people that might pot- potentially be joining the military. Um, would you have any advice for, for them about doing that? Uh, yeah, so I've been asked this previously through family members or family members of friends and stuff like that. What, okay. You know, if you're going to join the military or the armed forces as a whole, um, what, what would you join? Um, at present, you know, I don't know much about the Navy, um, but I'd say the Navy, the main reason is because they still deploy on various different operations all over the world and they go everywhere so being able to see the world um the navy all the way you know um if you was going to join and i've got nothing against it if you was going to join the army um i'd say join something that's got you're going to get a career from um, so something like the the, the Remi, the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineering uh, side, or even the engineers, something that you're going to get some form of education from. So when you can leave, because what the military is really bad at is giving um, the, the likes of the Armoured Corps or even the infantry uh, qualifications, educational qualifications that they can leave forces and transition into civilian street with decent qualifications um so yeah that, mm. that's you know but navy if anything just because yeah the best thing about my military career was i got to see some of the best things in the world um like you didn't get to see canada you know and so yeah i'd say the, the navy they probably get to see more of the world than what we any of us will ever get to see. Yeah. So and that's why I say them. And they're very busy now. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Good advice. That's some really good advice there. Um, I suppose the last bit, I know yours has been slightly different to the majority of people leaving the military, but have you got any advice for people that are maybe just about to transition or in their last two years of service? Uh, to become a civilian again. Um, is this question in the sense of whether you've been injured or just leaving as a veteran as a no, as a normal soldier? as as a veteran as a whole as a whole? Yeah. Uh, if anything, take every opportunity as you can and network, uh, meet as many people as possible, contact as many people as possible. Uh, LinkedIn is is amazing tool, and it's. Uh, a social media platform for your CV. You know, you can put everything that's on your CV onto LinkedIn 
and you can then get it out there to people, to companies. And if you're applying for a job, go in LinkedIn, go into the, the company, uh, Google who they are. Sometimes you get told who the, um, who the person's interviewing you and look at them. Okay. Find out stuff about them. Okay. Okay. Send them a message and just say, hi, I'm, I've got an interview with you. You know, uh, is there anything particular you'd like, you know, how I'm dressed? Would you like me in a suit or is it very casual? You know, because it does work. It generally does work. Uh, due to my arm, I can't tie a tie. I can't okay. do tie. Yeah. So straight away, I always say, are you happy with being casual? And the reasons are is due to I'm disabled. Uh, and they always say, yep, yeah, casual's fine. And a lot of companies, when you do look at them, you know, casual tends to be other than if you go to Canary Wharf. Like, <laughs> yeah, they want you, want you in a suit. But, yeah, use LinkedIn, use, you know, social media platforms, contact the individuals, find stuff about the inf uh, information about the companies, use the inter insight days that are available. So you can find this on CTP. Um, there'll be an insight day for Amazon, Barclays, so on. Um, there's millions and millions of different companies that can provide free courses for veterans or for personnel leaving the forces. Use it because I guarantee if you use it, you will get some of the best jobs in the world. They are looking for you. Um, so, yeah. Awesome, man. And more great advice. You're just you're chucking it out there. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, like I said, thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences and what you've been through. It's been amazing to hear. And also, thank you for your time. I think that's uh, something that's really precious to a lot of us. And I just want to thank you. No worries. Thank you. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem at all. I'd say lastly, thank you for your service. Thanks for your service. A shame it was the engineers, but, you know, could have chose a better call. <laughs> wow, you just given advice there to say join the Royal Engineers. So, yeah. <laughs> but thanks, mate. It's been a really, really uh, good listen. Thank you so no, much. That was brilliant. Cheers. This has been Military Veterans Podcast. Out. <laughs>